Hello and welcome to this episode of On the Long Days. I'm going to talk all about our journey to getting pregnant and the first trimester of pregnancy. We're going to jump right in because this is kind of a long story, so buckle down. I'm going to try to talk about it in the most succinct way that I can, but we're going back to the year 2020 because that's when Dan and I were supposed to get married. April 3rd, 2020 was our wedding date. We had planned the whole year. And then everything got canceled because of COVID. So we were bummed about that, but I was even more bummed because we were going to try to get pregnant right after the wedding. So we are in this crazy time where we're having to reevaluate everything. And not only that, we ended up moving out of LA to Massachusetts because of COVID and a bunch of things that happened with that. And so we ended up moving in with my family uh, who live in Massachusetts. And then I basically had like a breakdown because I was really, really, really looking forward to getting pregnant. And I talked to Dan and I was just like, I've waited and I've been wanting this. And he was kind of in the mindset that he would have preferred if we were married before we tried. And I was like, I I just don't care about that as much like I know that we're in a committed relationship we love each other and I'm ready for this and he agreed to try and so we did so we started trying and I definitely thought it would happen kind of quick I don't I a part of me didn't a part of me didn't but I had seen a lot of my other friends get pregnant and it seemed to happen for them right away and that could not be the case but just in my mind that's what it felt like So we tried and we tried and we tried and three months into trying, I was definitely kind of starting to get a little bit frustrated. I was tracking my ovulation using an app, but my uh, cycle kept getting longer and longer. So it was like this really tough thing because I went from a 28 cycle to like a 36 day cycle. So I would feel like I was late every single month and that would lead to me taking a test and that test would be negative, and then we try again, and then I started getting worried that something was wrong when it got to be about six months of trying. So anyone who's on the journey to just getting pregnant or attempting to get pregnant, trying to get pregnant, it can be a roller coaster, and I think you see these montages in movies or things on Instagram that make it just look so... I don't want to use the word easy, but like joyful. And my experience was just wanting it so bad and having it not happen and feeling like what's wrong? Is there something wrong with me? So there did feel like there was like some pressure on it. We had our lives had just like totally changed. And I think I was looking forward to something to just being excited about. And so since it wasn't happening right away, it just felt like another thing that we were trying to make happen that wasn't And so, yeah, I was definitely starting to get concerned and just, you know, even more bummed. I I know I'm using the word bummed a lot, but that's what was happening and kind of the place that we were. But we did decide to get married. So in August, we got married in a beautiful little small ceremony on the beach with a couple close friends and family. And it was a beautiful day. And then we went on this little mini moon, which was terrible. We drove somewhere because it was, again, COVID times and we wanted to be safe. But it was like hurricane season in Florida. It was 
<laughs> it was insane. It was just like cut to me breaking down crying on the beach, which I thought would be like, you know, pina colada, umbrella, like see-through water. And it was like a construction site. We won't get into the details. It was just bad. And so then we get back from that and um, <laughs> and I was late again. But this was not strange since I had been late you know, many times leading up to this. But the difference was, which this is, is a little bit of a spoiler alert, this month that we tried to conceive, I used an ovulation test that you pee on. We, we, I got them from the brand Natalist or the website, I think it's natalist.com. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Turns out the app that I was using was not tracking my cycle correctly. So using these sticks gave me exact days that I was ovulating. You basically get a pack of them. There's like 30 plus in a pack and you pee on them every single day. And it, it gives you, I think, two lines when you're ovulating. And then you know that it's go time. So it, I was able to see through, you know, those tests, the exact days I was ovulating. And I think that made a big, big difference. Um, but let's rewind a little bit. So I was in a yoga class and I was laying down on my belly and I remember like my breast just felt like super tender, laying down flat. And I was like, hmm, this is weird. But I was like, you know, this has probably happened before sometime in my life, like a PMS thing. But since I was also late, I was just like, all right, Dan, I'm going to grab a test. He was kind of like used to it at this point. And I took the test and it was negative. And this led to like the full breakdown, like me sobbing on Dan's shoulder, like something must be wrong. We've been trying for six months. Like I'm so like tired of like getting my hopes up and then, you know, nothing. And he was very sweet. And but we, you know, we're talking about like maybe we've been taking a pause trying because it had just been this emotional roller coaster. And then I was sitting outside and for some reason I was like, you know, I didn't pee that much on the test. Also, side note, like make sure like you get a real good stream of pee on that test. But I was like, it came with two. So I'll just take the second one. I took the second one and I was just alone upstairs because like whatever. Uh, and it was positive. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like that was a, such an amazing feeling. I like I smile even thinking about it because it was just in that one second, your whole life changes and you're like, oh my gosh, you're just so aware of your body. You're so aware of like this, this huge thing that is happening now. And you kind of like black out. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, my heart was racing, palms sweaty. Like I was just like pacing it. I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? This is like, this is like what I've been waiting for. And I was so happy. And I called Dan up and I set up my phone to like take the video to, cause you know, you see all those videos of like the, the huge like notebook movie embrace and like getting swept up and crying and like these beautiful things that you see online. So I was like, okay, I can't miss, miss this moment. Set up my phone, call Dan up and I'm like, Dan, I'm pregnant. And I didn't have the test with me. So I went to like go grab the test to show him. And in the video, you just see him put his hands on the kitchen counter and like drop his head and take a big <laughs> deep breath <laughs> because he just went through this like crazy downward spiral with me. And now like he had like emotional whiplash because now he's pregnant. But let's just say it didn't make Instagram because it was a lot. And this is where I want to make like a note that I would share Number one, everyone's experience is different. Trying to get pregnant, 
finding out they're pregnant, their pregnancy and their birth, everything is different for everyone. And I feel like as human beings, we look for people to compare things to. And obviously I'm making this podcast because I hope there's some takeaways or, you know, that you find some comfort in something that I say, but know that everyone's experience is so, 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 so different. And I'm saying that now because the experience of the person you're telling that you're pregnant, even if you're both on the same page about like trying, um, you have to let them have their process. Because for me, I was so excited and I was like, all I wanted to do was like celebrate and be on cloud nine together and like just float away into the happiness like (laughs) world, go down on the beach and just like scream and cry and be so happy and Dan was like having his own process where he was thinking more logistically like we don't have a place to live right now we're like trying to find new jobs in a new state like he was you know having his own process and it's not that he wasn't happy but he was more like in shock and went into like fixer like we got to make a plan you know mindset which annoyed me at the time and looking back I, I understand where he was coming from but I just remember being like, let's go to dinner and we went to dinner and we had a really nice time because we just decided to just kind of like enjoy each other and just soak it in. But yeah, there were definitely points in my pregnancy where we weren't feeling the exact same or we had to have conversations or, you know, it, it wasn't like this thing that met my expectations of what it would be. And I think that's a huge lesson that you kind of have to like, let go of expectations a little bit because you might have something in your mind, which I'm setting this up for like what basically my entire first trimester was and, you know, something else happens. Plans don't go according to plan. And then my other note to this would be you're pregnant and life is still going to happen. Like things are still going to get thrown at you. And I kind of thought like when I was pregnant, I'd be in this safe little bubble of my pregnancy and just like in my body and in the experience and like everything else would kind of go still and silent and I would just be like really present with my body and that's not what happened um but yeah we'll get to that uh so I told my sister because I just had to tell her right away well first I went to the drugstore and bought like four more tests because since it started with a negative test I like had to be sure that I was pregnant so I think we bought like four or five more tests they were all positive so that's when I felt safe enough to uh FaceTime my sister and I told her and that was really fun and I think I told maybe like two other friends but that was it because I had this plan again this master plan to tell the rest of my family at Thanksgiving because I found out I was pregnant uh, at the end of September. So I thought I'll be like far enough along in my pregnancy that I'll feel really like good about it. And we'll be sitting around at Thanksgiving table and it'll be, what are you thankful for? And I'll tell everyone I'm pregnant. It'll be amazing. That was my plan. Well, uh, about a week into being pregnant, I got a call that my grandma had uh basically she was in the hospital and she wasn't doing well and it was really serious so I I decided to fly home which was scary because I was very newly pregnant and Dan wasn't going to come with me because there was a chance that she wasn't going to make it and he was going to have to fly out later for the services 
and he just couldn't be gone that long. We had like animals to take care of and things, you know, to do that. He just, if it, if I was going to be out there for a while, he was going to come towards the end of it. So I had to fly by myself, which was nerve wracking because again, we're still in COVID times. And also I was really sick at this point. So I started getting really bad food aversion and nausea, which I don't know if you call that morning sickness if you didn't throw up, but it was, it was to the point where like I was having trouble eating anything. I couldn't even take my multivitamin, or not my multi, my prenatal some mornings. Also, side note, I was taking a prenatal that you had to take four a day, which was miserable um, if you're nauseous at all. So I'm also going to put the one a day prenatal that I found that was really good in the show notes. So don't like take four a day unless you like like doing that because you don't have to. Um, so yeah, I was, I was having a hard time and I was feeling super guilty about the fact that I wasn't eating the things that I thought I would. Like I said, the thing, you know, you picture a certain thing. My picture was like walking on the beach, like meditating with my belly at sunrise and like eating big bowls of fruit and smoothies and like big salads. And like I was eating peanut butter, crackers, potato chips, like drinking some water and it was hard because I don't think I'm a control mindset person but I like had my things my go-to things like my grocery list that I would just get every week the things I like to eat for breakfast lunch and dinner like I'd never really had to think about it you know and then all of a sudden I couldn't look at an avocado or garbanzo bean or like even orange juice or pineapple or banana like all these things I could not even think about eating uh which sounds strange now, but it was so real at the time. I I didn't want anything that wasn't basically white and a carbohydrate. Like cream cheese bagels were my everything <laughs> at that point in my pregnancy. So, you know, I was already worried that I wasn't doing it right. Um, and I was just feeling so sick. And now on top of that, I had to travel and... Uh, you know, on the way to the airport, my grandma took like a turn for the worst. And one of my aunts was with her, but there could only be one person at a time in the room. And the last conversation I had had with my grandma, she um, brought up like, when are you going to have a baby? When are you going to have a baby? And um, I really just wanted her to know that I I was pregnant. It was really important to me because it's something she used to ask me about all the time and be so excited about. So I ended up telling my mom and my dad as I was driving to the airport. And yeah, they were so happy, but it was never the way that I ever thought that I would tell my parents that I was pregnant. And they made sure that somebody told her. And then I got on the plane and I remember having to like ask people to help me put my bag up and yeah, it was just a really difficult time. I remember getting home and telling both my brothers I was pregnant with the positive pregnancy test that I had brought with me and they thought that was uh, pretty gross. But yeah, the rest of my time home was just an emotional roller coaster of ups and downs uh, with my grandmother's health. Some days it seemed like she was going to get better and then other days um, things took a turn for the worst and she ultimately ended up being able to come home but was put on hospice. 
So it was a very tough time and I remember just feeling super guilty and aware of the fact that I was stressed out and I was so early in my pregnancy that I was already so aware of like every physical sensation and now I was mentally and emotionally exhausted on top of everything and yeah I I think that that first trimester is just tough because you're so excited about something but then you're also so scared that what you're so excited about might not happen and I ended up telling my extended family as well that I was pregnant so aunts uncles cousins because everyone was you know around each other and it was just gonna I think leak out anyway so I I told everyone and at that point you know I was really like less than eight weeks pregnant so it was so early and a part of me was also nervous like is everyone going to be so heartbroken if this doesn't happen on top of everything else that everyone's already going through so it just felt like a lot of pressure and I was just I was just having a hard time like I didn't want to read any pregnancy books I didn't want to look at any apps or journal or take any photos like I just wanted to get to the end of my first trimester. Um, I ended up flying home or flying back to Dan because we decided that we were going to move back to Massachusetts to help take care of my grandma on hospice. And I wanted to have my first appointment with the midwife. And I was really excited about that, getting to hear the baby's heartbeat and just meet her. Uh, I found her and I had talked to her on the phone and we had set up this appointment. I felt really good about everything and she was so sweet. We went in and she sat down with us for over an hour answering every question and like reassuring me that even if I wasn't able to eat everything that I wanted to, that the baby was getting what they needed through the prenatal and that I was doing a good job and that, you know, doing my best was more than enough. So she just made me feel a lot more confident in myself. And then we got to the part where you use the Doppler to hear the heartbeat. So I lay down and Dan was recording a video. We were so excited and she tried one spot and couldn't find anything and tried another spot. Couldn't find a heartbeat and she tried one more time. And then finally Dan just stopped recording. I sat up and asked the question that I was really scared to ask which was like is this normal has this happened before and she said yes sometimes the baby you know it's just the position or they're just so small it's hard to get you know a good read but since I was going to be leaving the following week to drive back to Massachusetts um, she said you know they usually just wait four more weeks and try the Doppler again or do it at the next appointment and since I was going to be there for that, we were going to have to do a virtual appointment. I could get an ultrasound if that's something that I wanted to do. And it was because I just didn't want to go that whole time not knowing if something was wrong. So that was on a Friday and I had a ultrasound appointment on that following Monday. But I just remember those few days being probably some of the toughest of my whole pregnancy, just just crying honestly most of the weekend and just being really scared and not knowing if something was wrong and just thinking worst case scenario you know like I had been worried my whole pregnancy like when I'd get up in the middle of the night to pee like I would like 
look to see if there was any blood. Like I was just constantly looking for any sign that something wasn't going right. And yeah, it was just really tough. I remember like laying in the tub and bringing in a laptop and like putting it next to the tub and watching the food network like while I was in the bath because I was still feeling sick, which my midwife said was actually like a really good sign because that was, you know, something showing that I probably, you know, was pregnant. Uh, so I was reassured um, by the fact that I felt so crappy, but I just, I just wanted to just get through the weekend and kind of distract myself a little bit until it got to Monday because I knew I was going to have to go in alone because of COVID regulations. So we got to Monday and I went in for my ultrasound and she said, you know, why are you here? And I told her why. And they did the internal ultrasound, which is honestly very uncomfortable. If you haven't gotten one of those, it was not a pleasant experience. And she said, there is a heartbeat, which in that moment, I was just so happy to hear that. But then the appointment kind of took a turn because she moved the monitor facing her and her assistant and they were talking back and forth like, oh, look, the baby's waving, moving and kind of talking to each other, but weren't letting me see anything. Didn't let me hear the heartbeat. Didn't give me any photos. And I just kind of felt like, I I don't even know. I, I just felt like I was like, there and I was nothing and they were having this experience but I wasn't a part of it and then when we got home I was like I'm really sad I didn't get any pictures maybe I just had to ask or something so I ended up calling and saying like oh I wasn't given any photos and they said well we don't give them this early and I kind of took that to mean like that I shouldn't get too attached like it wasn't worth giving me a photo because I was so early on in my pregnancy and that I don't know. It just took a day that I felt like I was supposed to get this reassurance and it it made it feel negative. And luckily, again, I was able to talk to my midwife and get some reassurance. And that's why if you take nothing else away from this podcast, find a healthcare provider who feels supportive, who feels like they're going to walk you through every step of it, who's going to answer your phone calls because you're going to need them at some point. And you know, there's so many questions that you could have and so many moments where you might just need someone and not, you know, to Google and try to figure it out on your own. Um, So make sure you have that person who can support you. And luckily I did. Um, And thank goodness, uh, towards the end of uh, my my first trimester, which is when we were driving, back to Massachusetts, um, I started to feel better because I was super nervous about getting in the car. I had been car sick every time we drove like to the grocery store. I had been like, I couldn't even go down the laundry detergent aisle because the smells would just make me feel so nauseous. You know, even when I was home with my family, I was having to lay down on the couch and like not eat meals with them because I just couldn't even look at the food. So I really was pretty sick um, for all those weeks, which seems like a lot of week. it's weeks. It felt like having like food poisoning and PMS for like eight weeks straight. It was not fun. Uh, so I was very happy when I started to be able to look at like an avocado again or, you know, eat things that I used to eat and not have so much um, trouble with taking my prenatal. Like it just, it made so, such a difference. And, you know, I obviously had like a lot going on my first trimester. Um, and 
you know, throughout your pregnancy, you might have things come up that stress you out or that take you out of the experience of your pregnancy and make you have to deal with real life. And those moments are tough because I had thought like I'd just be going to mommy and, you know, baby or pregnancy yoga classes and like just, um, I don't know, more connected with the experience and with the, with what I had going on during my pregnancy, I had some guilt about like not being able to feel that all the time. And I, you know, once we went home to Massachusetts, we were really isolating so that nobody would come into contact with anyone who had COVID and be around my grandmother. So I really didn't see any of my friends, um, throughout my pregnancy and even still now with my son, who's almost 10 months old, um, not many people in my life have met him yet. And that's like a weird thing to think about. But it's also weird because I don't know anything other than that experience. So yeah, that can be, you know, tough. I want to give some helpful things for your first trimester. So turning a corner to kind of trying to get on a brighter subject. Um Red raspberry leaf tea was amazing. I um, found one that I really liked that I'm going to link in the in the notes. And I also liked lemons in my water. So like any like lemonade flavor tasting thing made me feel better. I used a journal called Write to Me and I'm going to link that as well. It's just like two journal pages for each week of the pregnancy. So it didn't feel daunting. It was like super easy to just, you know, find a little bit of time to, you know, jot down some things that I was experiencing that week. And I didn't take a photo every week because I really didn't even show until I was like 24 weeks or something, which I'll talk about in the second trimester episode. But, um, but it's really fun to look back on now and I'm going to give it to my son, like when he's 18 or something so that I think he'll, he'll enjoy that. And, um, my favorite pregnancy book that I read was called Nurture. So I'm going to link that. It just, like goes over everything and was super easy to understand and it felt very supportive and I'm just trying to think of anything else I'm putting that prenatal that I mentioned um but the main thing that I wish I could go back and and tell myself is I wish I was a little bit easier on myself that first trimester I was really judging everything that I did and I I feel like I could have been kinder to myself and I hope that you're able to be kind to yourself because, you know, there's so much fear. I was having so much fear and just, you know, cultivating a relationship of trust with my body that it could do this thing that I had never done before. Um, yeah, so my last tip is really uh, to find music that supports you or like that you connect to because I listened to this one album in and through the body by Trevor Hall and I listened to it my whole pregnancy like I'd listen to it in the shower and then I played it during my labor and it was like really nice to have a comforting sound that I had heard throughout my pregnancy uh I actually ended up pushing my son out to um the song con that's on his latest album that I just mentioned and then wearing joggers felt really comfortable. So I just like got some joggers from Old Navy. They felt better to me than yoga pants, but I know some people love yoga pants during um, their pregnancy. And the app that I ended up using was the Baby Center app. I tried some other ones, 
but they just felt too like medical and made me more nervous. So this one gave you just enough, I felt. So I'll also put that in, in the notes. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I'll be getting into my second trimester, third trimester and birth story. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but thanks so much. I appreciate you listening. If you have any questions, you can go to onthelongdays.com, go to the Q&A section, submit your questions, and I do a Q&A episode um, at least one, once a month where I go over and reply to some of those questions I receive. So I hope if you're having a long day, you know that you're not alone and that you're doing your best and to give yourself give yourself some credit and drink a glass of water. Uh, I will talk to you later. Bye.